Welcome to Done With Debauchery, a podcast hosted by Keisha and Denise, two friends who share intimate conversations about alcohol and drug use, struggling with sobriety, and our personal paths to wellness. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Done With Debauchery. I'm Keisha, and this is my co-host, Denise. Hi, everyone. How are you doing today? I'm fabulous. The sun is shining, and I'm here with you. I know. It couldn't be better. Finally, here in Toronto, it feels like spring is coming. The sun is out. We have no snow. I cannot wait for summer. I'm drinking a coffee with so much 35% whipping cream in it. It is so (laughs) delicious. Um, All recommended from Max... Did I say his last name? I cannot. Legit... We'll tag him in the show notes, but he's very tall and very handsome as well. And he has a lot of great uh, health advice, and he just came out, I think, with a cookbook as well. Yeah, I feel like he's, like, very paleo and kind of a bio... Kind of. He is, like, a biohacker, and his position is, like, all the nutrients are in the highest fat creams and whipping creams for your coffee, so stop putting skim milk in there, get the delicious stuff, and feel good about it. I will listen to anyone who tells me it's acceptable to put whipping cream in my coffee. A hundred percent. I am on It's board. a lifestyle I can support. So on this week's episode, we are talking about mommy wine culture, also known as mommy juice. Ugh, that word is so disgusting. <laughs> it really is like nails on a chalkboard for me. Mommy juice. Like it feels very explicit. It really is cringe. I think it's the word juice at the end. It's the juice <laughs> part. Yeah. Um, and we will, we wanted to preface this episode just by saying that we are not mothers, um, but we did think that it was a really important topic that we wanted to shed some light on, um, at least from our perspective and, and what it sort of means to us. Yeah, I think, you know, as women um, and active participants in society, like it is still a very valid to- uh, topic to talk about and consider. Um, so let's get into it. Absolutely. So mummy wine culture doesn't have an official medical or cultural definition, but essentially it's a coping mechanism that tells mothers that using alcohol to cope with the stresses and overwhelm of motherhood is a reasonable, acceptable, and even encouraged approach to parenting. I think you've probably seen it. It's one of those things that if you see it, you know it. So like if you're at the grocery store or I guess like more like a winner's or something and you see like those wine glasses. It's five o'clock somewhere or. Yeah. Or like those typical like koozies that say like mom juice on them. I'm sorry. I said it again. (laughs) (laughs) I just gave her cut eye. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so it is something that is being very heavily marketed to to mothers as well. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, using humor to kind of take away from maybe some of the overwhelm, pressure, and stress that, that a lot of mothers are experiencing. And I think both you and I have that characteristic of, you know, when we're overwhelmed or maybe we're, ex- we're experiencing something that is uncomfortable or even talking about it, we tend to, to make a joke to kind of like skirt around the seriousness of, of the issue. And I think mummy wine culture kind of has that same underlying characteristic. And I think that that was the intention 
of it when it originally um, kind of came on the scene was that it was supposed to be something relatable and really lighthearted that could bring these women together almost in a sense of community. But it's quickly snowballed into something that is actually quite quite sick. Yeah, and dangerous to those involved. And I think also from another perspective, it really stems from the pressures that mothers are facing on on a daily basis just to do it all, don't ask for help, like do it all and do it with a smile. Well, and I think that's something that's probably changed over time as more and more women have entered into the workforce full time. And I think, you know, even though there is definitely a trend towards you know, men being more actively involved with child rearing responsibilities and also housework, it seems as though women are still responsible for the lion's share. And so I feel like our society overall has a lot of decreased connection and community where women would have a lot more support, whether that's, you know, physically parent physically sorry available family or parents that can assist or you know even like community support financing for daycare I think the list kind of like goes on and on and on so I feel like women in modern culture um, have have taken on multiple roles and have dwindling levels of connection and support which is really like the perfect storm for increased substance use Yeah, I agree. And like you said, like we do live in a modern society now, but traditionally women are really thought to take on the majority of the parenting role, the household tasks. So their day isn't just ending when they're getting home at five o'clock from work. They still have a list of like a never ending list of other things that they still need to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, parenting is a 24 seven job Mm -hmm. essentially like there are no days off and even just a lot of my friends have have already had children and they're kind of ranging from you know two I'd say to 16 and I've experienced it with a lot of my girlfriends is like when the kids are under five uh you are giving them your full attention. Yeah. Uh, Like whether you're monitoring what they're doing or they want you to be engaged in in whatever they're playing with or like the art they're creating or whatever it is. It's like, it's it's full on all the time. So doing that in addition to a full-time job and obviously with COVID, like supervising them on their school Zoom, it's just, it is a lot to ask of people um, and yeah, I can see like at the end of the day, I would feel like I need or deserve a drink. And I think one of the the other underlying factors of the mummy wine culture is like this deserving of alcohol mm-hmm. because of parenting. And what kind of message does that give to kids or does it give to the community about the gift of being a parent? It's almost like it's so awful or it's so overwhelming or it's so stressful to be around you as a child. I need to remove myself from it. Um, And I think that that sends a really negative message to children that they subconsciously absorb. 
not only do they like i think that we've also seen studies that it can increase children's likelihood of having low Mm self-esteem mental and behavioral issues and not only that but children are sponges what they see is what they do so if you're in a home a child growing up in a home where alcohol is romanticized and normalized that puts that child now at an increased risk at developing an unhealthy relationship with alcohol for themselves in the future i fully agree and i think that there is an often untalked about component there just around nervous system regulation and uh, attunement that are such an important aspect of childhood development And the reality is that even though you may be physically present and you may be there, when you are on substances, your nervous system is dysregulated to a certain degree and the, the child is not able to connect, attune, and use your system as co-regulation in the same way that they would be uh, with a healthy adult. And so, you know, obviously if it's like a one-time occurrence, like, mm-hmm. you know, the impact is probably isn't there. But if it is a, a daily occurrence... Um, you know, that that child is really set up um, to have a dysregulated system. And with a dysregulated system, they're obviously so much more vulnerable to a number of mental health relationship challenges, developmental challenges. Um, so, that, you know, there's a lot of increased risk that I don't think people realize is part of mommy wine culture. Yeah. And or I could think- be. I think that what you said is totally right. That's also like the difference between someone who may have a normal and like socially acceptable relationship with alcohol is that maybe it's once a week, it's it's just on the weekends versus mummy wine culture has really escalated into this sort of everyday, we're not only now drinking after work, but if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're drinking at the soccer games, you're mm-hmm. drinking at swimming lessons and it's turning into like an everyday occurrence. So I think that that is really the difference between the two. It's an alcohol dependency. Yeah, exactly. And and making light of it. I think mm-hmm. that that's a big part of it too. And just like buying into the that whole culture, the marketing around it, the justification around it. Um, one thing I thought was really interesting is that it's the, all of the marketing and the conversations are built around wine culture. And for me, like that really is a a middle class or upper middle class um, vibe, for lack of a better descriptor. And it almost has like an air of of privilege to it. It it doesn't feel like that mummy wine culture um, is is available to all classes. And I almost even want to say it's a like there's a white vibe to it. um, I can see that in that mummy wine culture, like the vision that I have of the person that fits into this is like that typical mom that's driving around in like probably a Volvo or Range Rover. Mm -hmm. She's wearing Lululemon pants. She's like going to Pilates in the morning. Yeah. Like probably has a nanny, but also feels overwhelmed and is like totally buys into this mummy wine culture. It's like drinking, you know, rosé out of a tumbler at the kids' soccer game at 5 p.m. I feel like it's very much the rosé all day demographic. I I agreed. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. And I think it also, because wine is not a hard liquor. It's not a 40% proof. It's not like mommy tequila culture where you're doing tequila shots (laughs) with breakfast. It's a little more socially acceptable because it is, I guess, perceived classier. Yeah. Like you said, or like a little bit higher class. 
yeah then Smirnoff vodka as well <laughs> yeah it's like it's interesting how it kind of fits into or tries to slide into like a, a less intense um substance use I guess what is the word I'm looking for like grouping um because it is wine mm-hmm and it also is interesting that it's so heavily targeted to women specifically. Like there's no, you don't hear about daddy beer culture. Like we're not, I guess maybe there are t-shirts marketed to dads with them chugging beers on it, but I just don't feel like it receives the same attention. No, no. But, and I, but I also think that male drinking is a little bit more acceptable and normalized than than female. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you feel the same way, but I think that those like after work drinks and things like that have been normalized in the male culture yeah. for a long time, where women were expected to be like these very put together dressed up in the home in the home like dinner's ready you know like being sloppy and drunk would be more acceptable for men than it would be for women coming home after a business meeting after work kind of thing I yeah. think so yeah. I think so that makes sense what I've also noticed a lot is almost like an extreme boycotting and a resistance starting online and in the news of sober moms against the effects of mommy wine culture. Mm. Like on TikTok, it's huge. I feel like I see so many women who are creating TikToks, talking about their experiences. I watched, or we watched that SNL skit together that put out. So it's interesting that there is some awareness that's being erased at this point and some people really are putting their foot down. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really offensive and triggering to people maybe that have struggled with alcohol or grown up in homes where they were around alcoholism or even drug use and that probably had a very negative impact on on their lives so then to say people to see people like making fun mm-hmm. of something that was really challenging i could see that being you know very very triggering and it's true like i don't think justifying or making light of um, you know daily drinking or increased alcohol consumption is is for the greater is for the greater good. Yeah. Whether it's the moms or those children, like what's it teaching the kids? So, it is actually I think a really positive movement that there is some backlash to those types of marketing and I guess promotions and content creation. Yeah, I love to see it. <laughs> and I actually was shocked that Saturday Night Live would have taken um, a critical and kind of like toxic stand against mummy wine culture. I wouldn't have expected that, but I was really impressed that, you know, they, they were kind of calling it out. Yeah. So in the skit, um, if you haven't seen it, we'll, we'll link, link it, it in the, yeah, we'll link yeah. it in the show notes and maybe put it on our Instagram, but it is, I guess a mom's birthday and she's sitting there with her four friends. They're all having wine and they're giving her gift after gift and all the gifts are those very like stereotypical live, laugh, love wall signs, but they're all reframed uh, about alcohol and she gets probably 20 of them. 
And by the end, it's like she's clearly uncomfortable and doesn't think it's funny. She feels fully shamed. Yeah. But her friends think it's amazing. Yeah, her friends think it's hilarious. So it, it was powerful for SNL to come out with something like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think it's really reassuring to you know, know that the, that, that conversation is out there in society. So I think that if you are a mom and you know, you may be in groups where you're at like kids soccer games Mm -hmm. or gymnastics or, and you're feeling pressured to buy into that mummy wine culture, there is a full community of moms out there that don't support it and will embrace you with open arms. Yeah, exactly. Um, So there are other conversations happening out there for sure. And I think one of the big points that for me is really, really unfortunate about the mummy wine culture is just, it comes back to like parents being present. Like I think that one of the most important gifts that you can give to somebody and specifically a kid because they're like sponges at that age is presence and Presence doesn't just mean like being physically present, you know, like even if you were to be scrolling social media all the time, like your kids feel the fact that you have removed yourself and the more alcohol you consume or the more substances you, you consume, the more that your presence is not available to them. And it is so detrimental for kids to grow up in an environment where they would learn to model that lack of presence or feel that it, you know, it is their fault. So, um, I think for me, that is like the, the really unfortunate consequence that can happen as a result of justification and promotion of mummy wine culture. Yeah. And the purpose of this discussion and this movement is not to shame any mothers or say that you're not doing a good job. We know that everyone, ourselves included, are just doing the best they can with the skills and tools that they have at that time. But we did think it was important, especially with Mother's Day coming up, um, to, to shed some light on this and just keep the discussion going. Yeah, and I think it's all about being aware because I think before we decided to start kind of exploring sober, you know, being sober or, you know, moderation and all that stuff, I think there was also just a lack of awareness around those memes and, you know, all those marketing tools, like, being funny. Like, I for sure thought they were funny for a while. Yeah, and it... It almost gives you like a free pass with your behavior because it's so normalized, it's so romanticized, and you can just laugh and let it roll off. Yeah, and you know other people are also doing and feeling Mm -hmm. the same. Mm -hmm. We know that being a mom is oftentimes uh, an an unappreciated full-time responsibility, and we just want to acknowledge all the moms out there that are doing the best they can to, you know, support and grow little humans into (laughs) fully functioning adults in the society. Um, You know, Mother's Day is coming up and we just want to wish everyone that is a mom themselves and obviously all of us who have moms to just have... And even those who don't. It's true. It's true. You still got that mother energy you can connect to. Um, A safe and happy Mother's Day... 
You know, I think sometimes the the wine and the mummy wine culture really is just a representation of moms needing time for themselves as well as maybe a sense of community. And, you know, both those things can be found in other ways and with intention. So we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening and shout out to all the badass moms. Thank you for listening. This is Denise and Keisha signing off on another episode of Done With Debauchery. If you liked what you heard, please share and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at Done With Debauchery. See you next time.